4: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And today, since we are talking about age gaps in romantic relationships, I would like to take a point of pride in saying that my parents are statistical outliers. Oh, yeah? Mm hmm. Well, kind of probably in a number of ways, really. <laughs> because they're kooky, but one way in which they are kooky is that my mother is a few years older than my father. Scandalous. I know. Her birthday is on St. Patrick's Day, so it happened recently. One of her grandchildren asked her how old she is, to which I replied, 45. (laughs) Her age has always been shrouded in mystery, but we do know, it is confirmed, that she is I want to say four or five years older than my dad. I can't say for certain.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a great mystery. Mm-hmm. My my mother is five years younger than my dad. So she is more in line with the age differences that were common hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Whereas your mom and dad are, are sort of trailblazers.
4: Yeah. Um. Although neither of our parents really match up to the average today in the United States, which is... years. Typically, um, in a heterosexual couple, the groom will be 2.3 years older than his bride, basically the same as the average uh, age difference in the UK, which is 2.2 years, and that is with the guy typically being the older party.
0: Right, and this is a trend uh, forever. Uh, According to this uh, 2008 Princeton study that we read, the age gap for couples has been declining throughout, or had declined all throughout the 20th century, and that brings us to our current average of 2.3 years, as Kristen said. But before it declined, it was actually rising in the mid-19th century for several reasons. And researchers cite farmers in the West as a good example of that rising age gap.
4: Right. Because the frontier in those early days were, were wild, untamed places. So the sex ratio of men to women was really high, which we talked about in our, our madams podcast mm-hmm. a while ago. So these psychologists, these Princeton psychologists think that farmers on the frontier would have been more likely to select for younger wives. So that they would make for better partners in this untamed land because you're younger, you're stronger. You can have more babies to help you
0: out, taming all those cattle heads. Right. Exactly. And, you know, going back to the sex ratio that you mentioned, they might not have had a choice. I mean, if the women who were around who were unmarried were much younger... Then that's just who they had to marry. Mm -hmm. You know, regardless of whether they were bringing them from the East or whatever. If, if the younger women were all that were available, that's who they ended up marrying.
4: But from 1900 to 2000, Heterosexual couples have been headed toward homogamy. Heteros heading toward homo. But when I'm talking about homogamy, I mean age homogamy. The the gap between men and women who are coupling up has narrowed from an average of five years in 1900 to that average of just over two years that we mentioned by the year 2000. But even though the trend is age homogamy... May-December relationships of the significantly older man or woman partnering up with someone significantly younger, even though we're seeing it more often, we're still largely uncomfortable with it.
0: Right. And uh, Lois Smith Brady, who's written columns for the New York Times over a decade for over a decade about couples, wrote a piece for O Magazine, which I love, in 2007 about these types of relationships. And she says that a generation gap makes both people ask hard questions about love, aging, permanence, sacrifice and family and getting into the uncomfortableness she says that when it's the woman who's much older, she becomes more conscious of the fragility of her beauty, her fertility, and her twenty-twenty vision. So while it seems like society in general is more accepting of older men and younger women, except when it's in the case of Hugh Hefner and his twenty-year-old girlfriends, um, they're not as accepting of the older woman younger man thing the
4: cougar phenomenon ooh which we'll talk about yep whether or not it it really is a thing that is not just courtney cox on cougar town right <laughs> uh so and, and you also pulled some quotes from that article about women who had dated younger men that that points out that insecurity that might arise
0: so a lot of these women who were interviewed for this piece in o magazine expressed that even though they were committed to these men they were with, some of them married, some of them just dating, uh, the relationship still made them feel older. One woman uh, who's 46, who's married to a 32-year-old man, said that women are just more critical of ourselves. I don't feel older all the time just when I look in the mirror. And another woman, a 50-year-old who's dating a 33-year-old guy, said that there's this whole issue of societal perceptions of women who date yo- much younger men. And she said that if the older woman has money, she's seen as pathetic because she's buying the attention of a younger man. But if she has no money, it seems like she's just hanging on to her lost youth, which is pretty harsh.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's all it's the whole Mrs. Robinson thing from mm-hmm. The Graduate. Even though Anne Bancroft, when they were filming the graduate was six years. I think it was six years. Mm-hmm. Film buffs out there, Correct me if I'm wrong. but I believe a M Bancroft, who played Mrs. Robinson was only six years older than Dustin Hoffman, right. But the criticism that um, women older women dating younger men, significantly younger men might receive probably also relates to the the very reason why it is more common for women to marry older men and this is coming from a pair of canadian researchers monica boyd and Anne lee and they point out that the value and acceptability of aging men is higher than that of the aging woman and i don't think that we need to explain very much into that we can talk about the beauty myth we can talk about men's earning power um so even though it's becoming a little bit more common Um, it's, it's still considered something that maybe, maybe these older women are buying, you know, the, the affection of these younger men and also the same, the same thing is lodged though, too, against older men like Hugh Hefner or Donald Trump dating significantly younger women saying it's just an issue of money and power that
0: love can't surpass that kind of age gap. Right, and the O Magazine piece really was striving to show that these relationships are just like any other relationship. It's just that age happens to be a major factor in them. But not everybody not everybody, is, is so comfortable and accepting. And the Global Mail quoted sex therapist Julia Cole, who said that the May-December romances are only successful when both partners acknowledge their transitional nature. She says that they're about control, I guess on the older person's part, or the need to be looked after by the younger person.
4: Well, sure, but don't most romantic relationships boil down to a desire for companionship? Well, sure. Um Also, uh, Monica Boyd and Ann Lee pointed out that textbooks in the 1960s and 70s would portray large age differences in couples as uh, being fostered by people who had either like father-daughter or mother-son psychological issues. So there's probably still some of that lingering prejudice out there, even though statistically people with uh, significant age differences are no less likely to be happy in their marriages, happy and satisfied in their marriages,
0: and are no more prone to divorce. Right. It's a matter of, just like in any other relationship, it's a matter of finding someone you're compatible with. Mm -hmm. And some of the couples quoted in oh. We're saying that it was more an issue of finally finding someone who was on the same page. Right. who was interested in the same things. It doesn't matter if the guy is 20 years younger than you. If he's interested in the same things you are, there's still the potential, potential for attraction. But what about this issue of the age gap actually putting you at different life stages? That's true. That's a big concern that a lot of psychologists raise, including Susan Heitler, who wrote for Psychology Today that as couples with an age gap get older, they will continue to negotiate differing life stage desires. So you might have one partner who is entering the winter of his or her life and the younger partner who's just in middle age and is having to take care of the older partner.
4: And psychiatrist J.R. Bruns goes as far as to say that the trend of May-December romance is damaging to our society. And going even further, George Gilder, who's an activist and author, says that uh, when older men abandon their wives for younger women, there is a major rupture of the social system. And this is a practice of hoarding women by older men with exceptional wealth, fame, and power. But... I'm going to go ahead and say that Bruins and Gilder are not correct in that assessment. Please fill me in. Well, I mean, if we're talking about um, this May-December relationship, especially between older men, significantly younger women, being a product of wealth and power on the guys' part, this um, demographic research from Canada that I've mentioned a couple of times from Monica Boyd and Ann Lee... Completely contradicts that. And actually, while, yeah, you have those instances of the celebrity May-December relationships, but on the whole, in the general population, um, the wide age gaps are actually associated with lower educational attainment and lower income.
0: Hmm. So people like half are outliers. Yes, absolutely.
4: And going more into these real-world risks, rewards of... The age gaps in relationships, there is some concern among teen girls, especially partnering up with significantly older guys. Um, This is coming from research out of the Guttmacher Institute that highlighted some uh, disconcerting patterns for for these kind of relationships.
0: Yeah, the uh, Gumacher Institute looked at data from the 1995 National Survey of Family Growth regarding age differences and found that among teen girls aged 15 to 17, most had a partner within two years of their own age, but the next biggest chunk, at 29%, had a partner three to five years older. And among girls that they looked at aged 15 to 17 who had a partner six or more years older, had a pregnancy rate 3.7 times as high as the rate among those whose partner was no more than two years older. So this this whole study and age demographics and pregnancy rates brings up the concern about exploitation and vulnerability of young girls.
4: Well, and also this is the time when if you have to... Teens that are are roughly the same age, they're probably the same sort of sexual maturity and experience level. Mm-hmm. And if you are a teen trying to go after a significantly older person who might have had a lot more experience, um, you might feel insecure because of that and want to possibly demonstrate more sexual maturity than you might really have.
0: Yeah, psychologist Lynn Phillips interviewed a bunch of young girls or young women who were in relationships with guys who were 10, 12 years older. She also interviewed older women who had been in those types of relationships when they were teens. And she found an interesting division. The young girls who were, you know, 15 to 17 about... didn't find a problem with the relationship that they were in. No. They, they found the older guys more polite. Yeah. They totally were like, I'm not being exploited or taken advantage of. This guy is done sowing his wild oats, which is why he's hanging out with a 17-year-old. Can I rant for a sec? Please.
2: Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member, FDIC.
0: So there was definitely a perception that was a little bit skewed, but given hindsight, she found that the older women who had been in that situation before expressed nothing but anger and disgust at the relationship they'd had. Yeesh.
4: Yeah. But speaking of older women, Let's talk about the flip side where we have the older women who are um, desirous of significantly younger men. And I'm talking about, yep, the cougars. Got to talk about the cougars and unfortunately use the term cougar while talking about them. <laughs> a lot already. Yeah. And um, just for a little etymology fun before we dive into more statistics, uh, a lexicographer out of Canada traces cougar the use of cougar back to around 1999 when cougardate.com was first born huh. and 2001 with the publication of valerie gibson's cougar a guide for older women dating younger men and there was also um this idea that it goes back to it was some trend among canadian youth hockey teams <laughs> they started using cougar yeah as a slang term for oh. for older Desirous That's women. That is so random. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Canada, the home of the
0: cougars. I guess. Well done, Canada. Well, cougarism, cougardom, cougerness, really exploded a couple years ago uh, with the rise of Cougar mm-hmm. Courtney Cox's TV show. And I guess it was around the same time that Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher got married. She of the long, glossy black hair, of which I am so jealous. Right, and this this whole thing of, oh, well, now
4: women have all of the Botox and the plastic surgery that we need in order to keep ourselves looking young, fresh, and just delectable (laughs) to, to the younger men's.
0: Right, and uh writing for The Daily Beast in 2009, uh, Raman Satude blamed the explosion of cougar characters on Hollywood's lack of marketable 20-something starlets. He's basically saying, like, Lindsay Lohan is drunk all the time, so now we're injecting all these older actresses with Botox, which is why we're seeing more older women, younger men relationships on screen.
4: It's just- is this a st- stretch? <laughs> that, that example, though, is inherently flawed, Caroline, because oh. Lindsay Lohan has... It seems like she has abused some Botox, and it is a little disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, and
0: something with the lips, Um too. Yeah,
4: I, I don't necessarily buy that, that Daily Beast argument, and the New York Times didn't buy it either. They beg to differ. They said, uh, maybe so if you're talking about television or the box office, but behind the unleashing of cougars in pop culture is a real demographic shift driven by new choices that women over 40 are making as they redefine the concept of a suitable mate. And this is probably true. As we have more earning power and we might not have had the time in our 20s and in our 30s while we were building up these successful careers to set up a family and really devote ourselves to building some kind of a relationship. So we reach our 40s and... You know, we we might not be as constrained to date within our age box.
0: Right. But the New York Times points out that as women have delayed marriage, men have continued to date and marry younger women. And so that kind of brings up the point that we made about the 2008 Princeton study with basically who is left. And and it's definitely not an issue of just women being like, oh, my God, who's left to date These are definitely choices that people are making, but there is also the issue of if you are a successful woman who's put off marriage and family and all this stuff, and some of the men your age are dating women 20 years younger, you know, where are you going to look?
4: (laughs) Cougardate.com?
0: Apparently. (laughs) And one of the issues as far as choosing partners is economics. And both women and men, particularly as the wage gap has narrowed, are growing more comfortable with the possibility that the woman is the higher earner. This is this is coming out of The New York Times also. And while the woman may not want to take a slacker under her wing, they say she is less likely to be focused on the status of her partner than women of previous generations. And for some numerical
4: perspective on this demographic shift toward women who are. Dating and marrying younger men, the number of marriages between women who are at least five to ten years older than their spouse is 5.4% and 1.3%. Respectively, But according to Andrew A. Beveridge, who's a demographer at Queens College, both of those rates have doubled between 1960 and 2007. And meanwhile, the percentage of marriages of older men and younger women steadily decreased through 1980 and since then has remained pretty stable.
0: So this, this idea of the rise of the cougar, statistically true? Yeah. And this is backed up by Sandra Karen, who's a University of Maine professor of family relations and human sexuality, who said, for a long time, we've been fed this idea that women should look for a man to take care of her. A man that is more educated, has a better job and makes more money. She says that that might be fine and dandy if you're in high school and have a fairy tale prince charming idea. But when you look at adult women, most are self-sufficient and they don't have to look for that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and a survey in 2003 by AARP of 2,094 older single women ages 40 to 69 found that 20% were dating or had recently dated a man at least five years younger. Backing up that quote about we don't need no man taking care of us. Yeah, but we're still dating. I well, mean, yeah, it's still the
4: companionship. But it's aspect. not so
0: much that we're like we need some older father figure who's going to protect us from the big scary world and give us money. Like the,
4: the sixties and seventies textbook would suggest. <laughs> we have, we have father issues of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the big question that a lot of researchers have wanted to figure out, and there are multiple answers for this, is whether or not there is some kind of golden age gap. Whether or not, um, there is one, um, age gap that somehow makes for a better couple than, than others. Mm-hmm. And like I said, there are multiple (laughs) answers related to mortality risk, reproduction and just basic marital satisfaction, because we've already said that that the age gap doesn't seem to correlate uh, to marital satisfaction and whether or not you are going to get divorced, your Mm -hmm. risk of divorce. But there are there are some interesting links between age gap and mortality and how it affects men and women Yikes, differently. Yeah. Specifically women who marry men seven to nine years younger than them have a 20% higher mortality risk than women who marry men their own age. Meanwhile, men who marry women seven to nine years younger have an 11% lower mortality risk. So for women, marrying younger (laughs) means we might die sooner, but men marrying younger means they'll live longer.
0: Right, so there's just no winning, except if you marry a man who is about your same age is what this study uncovered. Yeah, the
4: study is coming out of the Max Planck Institute in Germany from 2010. And, um, they, they eliminated some of the statistical shortcomings of earlier research and controlled for as many factors as possible. And, came up with this uh, estimate that a woman should marry a man of exactly the same age for the best mortality outcomes for her. But there was also this um, Swedish study which calculated that um, for a man's best outcome, he should marry a woman 15 years younger.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
2: This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect.
3: Start planning your trip at TNVacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
4: But by best outcome, that study meant the most children.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not living longer. Yes.
4: Um, And there was also a follow-up study on that, which claimed that the ideal reproductive match for a man is to marry a woman six years his junior. So again, we're all over the map. Marry someone your same age. Marry someone two years younger than you. Marry someone six years or 15 years. I don't know. Maybe just marry who you like. (laughs) Um, Yeah, put that on a pillow. That is going to be the uh, moral of the story. But there was one rule of thumb that we ran across for determining the social acceptance Acceptability of an age gap, and this is coming from Christopher Beam at Slate. And supposedly, you can decide whether or not your age gap is a-okay with society um, by dividing the age gap between partners by two and then adding seven
0: yes i brought this up with my roommate last night just to run it by him and before i had even finished speaking he had already finished my sentence for me he's like oh yeah i used to do that all the time and i was like what are you talking about he's like well you know just living in a college town after you've already graduated college you have to be really careful about who you hang out with (laughs) so yeah he he um he double checked one uh one date he had so if he's 30 using that using that method
4: If he's 30, then the lowest he could go would be 22. There you go. So.
0: He was, yeah, this was a couple years ago and he was within
4: that. And with all of this research too, and I feel like I have to say this so many times on the podcast, but one thing that did not come up was how this age gap information relates to same-sex couples. Right. Which I was really surprised by. Yeah. There There was no demographic information on that. So. Same-sex folks out there, we were thinking about you, but unfortunately, research has not been thinking enough about it. Um, So it seems like really in real-world terms, age gaps in relationships don't necessarily matter.
0: It it can make a big difference if... It is more of a generation gap. Yeah, the life stage gap. Yeah, you have to worry about those life stages. If one if one partner, you know, needs to be at home and can't really get out as much and the other partner's like, Woo, let's go travel and go on cruises and stuff. You have to worry about that.
4: But another takeaway from this too is that the whole Hugh Hefner, super young Playboy girlfriend, is the exception and not the rule. Right. That these age gaps are usually more predictive of uh, lower living standards. Mm-hmm. So some interesting data when you tease it all apart. May December relationships doesn't necessarily mean that you have strange paternal issues. Just maybe means that you found someone or maternal or, or maternal. Maybe it just means that you found someone who uh, who floats your boat, but maybe was just uh, born a
0: long time after you were. Right. Just be flexible. Be open minded. Mm-hmm. You know, share some interests. What do you think about cougar though, Caroline? Should we retire it? I, let, let's retire it.
4: Wow. <laughs> yes. That's all I got. Well, folks, um, age gaps, what do you think about them? People who are in relationships with large age gaps, how has it worked out? Has it ever been a hindrance? Does age really matter in
0: relationships? And do people ever say things to you in a critical way? Do people ever ask if that person is your parent there, there was one person quoted who said that people thought that she was hanging out with her dad. That could be awkward. Yeah.
4: Let us know your awkward stories. MomStuffAtDiscovery.com is the email address. And I have an email here from Christy on our episode about whether or not gay households are more egalitarian. She writes in the studies that dealt with the division of labor in couples, did those compiling the information determine a way to differentiate between gender roles in the same-sex couples? It's easy enough to determine roles, hours, money and heterosexual couples, but when both partners are women or both partners are men, I'd imagine that it's a little more difficult. It's been my observation in the same-sex couples I know that one partner is more feminine and the other partner is more masculine, and that they tend to fill those tradi- traditional gender roles accordingly. I've observed that the femme tends to do more child-rearing and housework, just like the wife would do in a typical hetero marriage. They are quite frank about it, actually, as opposed to many hetero couples who just assume that the woman will do most of the work. If studies just asked all of the partners in same-sex couples what hours they spend on work, household, kids, and then averaged everything together, of course the numbers wouldn't match. My observation of my lesbian friends is that they have the same kind of work division and gender roles that hetero couples do. And I, I answered, Christy, that the study that we referenced did indeed take those sex roles and gender roles into account by gendering the types of activities. So it wasn't just one big massive average, it was averaging out work that is typically done by women, typically done by men, and seeing who does what that way. Right. And thanks for the good question.
0: And this one is from Dellen, she's uh, writing us about female wrestling. She says, I am a 13 year old 7th grade girl. I am not really big, only about 100 pounds and only 5 foot, but I take martial arts. I have taken different types since I was 6 years old, and when I go to my classes, most of the students are boys, only me and my sis are the gals. We sometimes grapple, wrestling kind of, but starts on the ground, and when we do so, most of the boys refuse to fight me and my little sister. They will not fight my sis, 10 years old, because she really doesn't stand a chance, but me, well, they're terrified of me. I'm not just bragging or anything, but have you gals any way that you think I could convince the guys it is not shameful to get their butt kicked by a girl in grappling? It's kind of embarrassing when I have to work with a low-ranking kid or my sis and don't have a challenge.
4: Do you have any ideas, Caroline?
0: I don't know. How That's- to get So
4: the boys are smaller than her, um, and they're in- and they're too nervous that they might get beaten by a girl.
0: Yeah. These are attitudes that she wants to be changed, so that she can have a fair fight. What can she do?
4: I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe her. Maybe she can ask her instructor to pair her up with, with someone. Yeah, of might have to size.
0: be. Might have to be instructor intervention. Yeah, but she- then I mean, you know, then there's the boys might get angry. I don't know. Hey,
4: but you might as well take a risk. It seems like maybe the first option, Dellen, would be to talk to your instructor and see if see if he or she can intervene yeah and then go from there or maybe just tell tell the boys to stop being being
0: so skeered
4: yeah <laughs> exactly so thanks to Adele and everyone else for writing in mom is the email address you can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at mom and you can read what we're writing during the week at our website It's how stuff works. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow.
2: The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you Start
3: planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by
2: Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter.